when I say patience, persistence, gentleness, you know, kindness, or, you know, being stern, that is also a command for yourself. Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. We are so excited to bring you this guest, as she is a truly wonderful, beautiful soul. I don't want to give you her name yet, so I'm just going to describe her. Are you ready? She has been teaching yoga for years, and actually opened up not too long ago her own yoga studio in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. She was a modern dancer and choreographer for 15 years in New York City. That alone is crazy impressive, and she does not brag about it. I just happened to find out one day by asking her questions as we walked around the dog park. Her website is almayoga.com. Without further delay, here's my conversation with Alma about her best friend, Niall. Let me first say that Alma, you are amazing because you were my first interview and you're letting me interview you again because I um, I was very much a newbie. So I kind of messed things up. And so I just want to say first off, thank you for being willing to let me re-interview you because you have a wonderful story and wonderful information. Thank you for being here. You're more than welcome. So do me a favor and actually everybody that's listening, tell us about the breed that your dog is. Yeah. So Niall is a Egyptian pharaoh hound. His distinguishing marks of, uh, of his breed is the, the huge big ears. And when they're puppies, it looks like, you know, you think of Dumbo. Pharaoh hounds have these amber eyes, which are, they're very mysterious. And then he has a pink nose. Then um, he has that beautiful white tip on his tail. Egyptian pharaoh hounds um, are chestnut, or sometimes they can go a little redder in color, but you don't find a sable or a black or a, you know, they're chestnut or maybe a little more rustier. Huh, interesting. So that's just across the breed. That's the standard. Yeah, that's the standard. Can you tell us a little bit of background about the breed too? Because it's such a unique breed and so ancient, right? They're actually the oldest dog breed. Wow. So they're the most ancient or the oldest breed. They come out of Malta. However, they were trained to guard the pyramids in Egypt. If you look, if you open up a textbook, um, a history, art history textbook in the hieroglyphics, you'll see a lot of drawings of these dogs. And you might even see statues of them like in their like seated position guarding. They were definitely raised for hunting. Small game, you know, he has that keen sense of hunting. Which you've seen lately too, right? Are you willing to share that story? Yeah, well, he's, um, because of COVID and, you know, a lot of us are all kind of suffering from social distancing. And so our pets are too. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't, he doesn't get the, the run that he needs. Like, and all dogs need that burst. It's not just Nile. Right. So now in our yard, we're very lucky. We have a pretty big yard here in Florida. Um, he's now hunting more snakes are his, one of his favorites. <laughs> and then he, he found a, um, a nest of bunnies. So recently. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. all that background and information about the breed. Give me one word that describes your dog. Regal. That is so true. When he runs or when he sits, very true. How does Niall inspire you? 
you know, animals have this way about them or Nile specifically in my life, how to just be in the present moment. Like if you watch him, he's always in that nowness, very present, you know, even if he's like resting next to me right now or he's eating, he's eating, you know, kissing me, he's kissing me. So it's like that just being in that moment, you know, that's the good thing about dogs. They remind us to stay here (laughs) instead of eating your dinner and thinking about the 5 billion things you need to do. You know, we need to model them in a lot of ways, actually. Mm -hmm. Excellent point. What does he do that makes you laugh? In the morning when he doesn't want to get up, <laughs> he moans. I'm like, like this morning is an example. Like, so I set my alarm because I'm a sleeper inner uh, mom. And um, so I set it for 8.15. And I'm like, come on, Niall, time to get up. And I kind of like pet him gently. And he goes, moan. <laughs> It's like this, like it makes, yeah, it makes me laugh because it's like this how, but it's like this terrestrial being. So that, that immediately makes me laugh because I'm not such a morning person myself. Right. And then every time I do yoga, I'm concentrating a lot with a pose that's probably more precarious than a, say a more gentle posture or gentle class. He comes, he comes off the couch. He jumps off the couch. Like he just senses and he starts like kissing me. Oh no. <laughs> so then I giggle and I fall out of the pose, but it's so worth it. Uh, too cute. You need that on video though. Cause we need to see it. That'd be really good. <laughs> just share that with us. Put a camera on my head, right? Oh no, put a camera on his head. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should do. If you can take Nile and go anywhere you want or do anything at all in your wildest dreams, what would it be? You know, Shayla and I have a dream of going cross country, like, you know, through the United States. Mm, I share that. I get that. You know, um, and it's kind of like that book. And I, and I texted you the other night about that um, travels with Charlie mm-hmm. and just like, you know, having that RV or, and being able to just travel and see the land and see the vistas and see the sky and be with, you know, Niall and kind of experience what that is, you know, with him, whether it's, you know, on leash, off leash. And to, to see our country, you know, to all together, that would be amazing. What is your favorite story to tell about Niall? I think one of the most amazing stories is when um, we were training Nile off-leash last year. There's different things that you learn when you're training your dog off-leash. One of the things that can be the most difficult for the, the owner and, and their dog is when you finally take them off-leash and you're in a huge space like, say, the length of a football field. The trainer takes your dog and walks your dog to one end and it's not fenced in. So, you know, we, we do a lot of fenced in parks. First one was 50 yards just to check in with him. And you call your dog from that distance to watch him, his speed. You know, he's, mm. he's a very fast running dog. Yes. Come directly at myself and Shayla and not veer. Right. He did the 50 yard, like the first try. Wow. And the next lesson we did the, the hundred yard Otherwise, you know, that's one of the, you know, one of the things that you have to do in order to graduate and also go to the beach, right? So, 
And we tried it the next week. And he, the, our trainer was like, this is the first dog I've worked with that I ha- hadn't had to repeat. Wow. So he could have gone, you know, towards the houses. He could have gone towards the children in the playground. He could have not come to us and veered off and went to like see one of his, you know, friends that are playing in the fenced in area. Right. So he came, he came right. And we were just, we were just jumping up and down. We're like, Whoa, okay, boy, good that job. That is huge. There's a lot of distractions and a lot of in, things to entice him to go somewhere else, but that's wonderful. That's a victory. Any words of encouragement for dog owners struggling with training or other issues with their dog? Yeah, I think you know, patience, persistence. Mm-hmm. And you have to be stern, but you have to be gentle. At the same time, it's like we found out very quickly with Niall, um, he's not the kind of dog, like if you say, Niall, come. It's not that he doesn't want to do that action. It's his timing is a little bit slower. Hmm. So for example, if I say, Niall, come, and he doesn't do it right away, and I do it again, Niall, come, and I start to get a little, say, more frustrated right. in my voice. He, in between the first time and the second time, if I gave him just one more beat, hmm. like one more breath, he, he's coming. He's not running. He hesitates, but he, he does come to not bombard him with the command. When I say patience, persistence, gentleness, you know, kindness or, you know, being stern, that is also a command for yourself. Because I find with any training, we're training ourselves. Very true. The human is training themselves to be the best for their pet because we've domesticated them, you see. And I know you know this, Emily, but I'm just like kind of putting this in a highlight. If you're having trouble doing it alone, don't feel ashamed, like reach out, call your friend and say, wow, you know, your dog is, wow, super well behaved. Did you, did you train the dog on your own? Could you give me tips? You have trained you know, your dogs on your own. We couldn't do it with Miles. So we did, um, you know, two different trainers. And if I look back in time, they did the best for where the dog was. Sure. I wasn't bad or they, one wasn't better than the other. It's just we needed a little more like understanding on how to have the best relationship for a feral hound is different than a Italian greyhound. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up because breeds or, or mixed dogs, every dog is unique, number one. Number exactly. Two, you, you do have the breed factor, you know, and like you said, then you have to get to know your dog. And, and what you need, and also a way that you're comfortable with to train because, you know, some people like the really strict, crazy, hard training and other people want just a well-behaved dog that will walk nicely, that will come back to you, that kind of thing. It just depends on what you're looking for. But I um, mean, you've brought up so many great points. Thank you for bringing those up because you're right on, right on the money. <laughs> you're just, you've got it. You've got it put together and you've learned like you you're a great example of someone that's taken the time to learn what works better for you and and what does didn't work well for you either and that's the same thing with me my first dog I had it as an adult she was just a terror <laughs> she was just really not well behaved she was embarrassing and I had to learn how to train her too so I think right it just we're human and it, we're different species and it it just takes a while And I think also one other point, if I could add, don't beat yourself up if you make a mistake. Sometimes we might, 
not mean to yell at our dog, but the dog, but our dog maybe frustrated us. And we were like, we wanted that our dog to get that command so well, but it wasn't in the cards for that day. We have to also release our leash. And, you know, we, we make mistakes all the time as humans with other humans. Absolutely. So, you know, to just be, be gentle with yourself when you do make a mistake and, but come back the next day that you don't want your dog to be scared of you is what I want to say. Sure. Right. Cause you want the companionship. So you make a mistake, but don't dwell in that mistake. Like, like tomorrow's a new day for all of us, you know? So then you move forward. You have to keep moving forward. They're not going to hold you accountable for that. You know, animals are just so intuitive and they've already forgiven. I agree. I can be a better owner tomorrow. I can be a better trainer tomorrow. And because I don't believe, I don't believe that a very well-trained dog is a dog that is afraid of its owner. Yeah. I, I don't want that kind of relationship with my dog. That's for sure. No. I want them yeah. to want to come to me when I call, you know, and be excited. Yeah. yeah mom's calling me. Let, let's go see what she's up to. Instead right. of, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get, you know, beat down for not coming right that second. Thank you for those words of encouragement and, and advice. People need to hear it. I think we are very hard on ourselves. And me with my first dog, I was very hard on myself and I didn't know what to do. And it's it's a good thing to keep reaching out and finding people to help you. And there's no shame in that at all. No. This has been an honor because you know I love you and I'm crazy about you and your family. And I just thank you, Alma. You're the best. You're more than welcome. I love you. Love you. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to Alma for sharing the good and the bad, as we all have that along our journey. And I hope that this encourages you if you are struggling with anything, or maybe it just entertains you with the silliness of Nile. Her website is almayoga.com. And if you're wondering how to spell it or just want a link, look in the show notes or on my website, dogsarethebestfriends.com. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify because I will be dropping a bonus episode this week. We covered so many great topics and I really feel that you will enjoy this other one. So stay tuned and subscribe so you see it come through. We'll see you soon.